You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Coach, just tell me a little bit. I mean, everyone's talked about, I mean, Coach DeBoer made a point of it in his opening comments last Friday about just the gains that were made in the offseason. I mean, he talked about a jump in vertical jump, a jump in in broad jump, a jump in max bench, um, max squat, things like that. What, What are your type of overall goals when you go into a winter conditioning? Yeah, it starts with culture. You know, culture will, will win 90% of the time, right? So we make we, we sure that we create a, a culture of accountability, a culture where we're going to go intensely every single rep. Yeah. Uh, in the weight room, we coach every single rep of every single set. So there, there's no getting out of anything. There's no kind of the pace of the weight room is they're, they're always working. And when you do that, gains naturally happen, right? Because if you're going to do the work, it's not rocket science, right? right. You, you, you want to get stronger, you lift more weight, you want to get faster, you run faster. Uh, all those types of things. So we we start with accountability, and then obviously we want to make sure we design programs that are specific to each athlete, you know. Right. And so it starts with kind of what it takes to play the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are certain things that ha- you, you know, from strength, speed, power, balance, coordination, kinesthetic awareness, all these things that have to go into a program just to play the game. Mm-hmm. Then beyond that, you start to identify where their their deficiencies are, and you work on those what we call uh, blitz packages, where they come in and they do extra work in their specific area of need. And when you start to kind of tap into some of those those areas of deficiency, they, they're usually the limiting factor in some of the bigger areas. So that's why you're able to see big jumps in bench or squat or vertical jump in those times. But I mean, we had 309 personal records, wow. which is awesome. You know, the guys really worked really hard. I think it's, we keep their goals in front of them, you know, so they, they know exactly what they need to hit. So it's something where they're not just training just to train, just running. There we go. That was uh, whole squad. Their, their goals are obviously in front of them, right? So he knows his goal is to gain weight. Um, but I think ultimately you want to make sure that they know why they're working, educate them as to why, then support them with accountability and structure. So now, obviously, on the field, it's kind of historically been proven that the biggest gains are from year one to year two. How does that reflect itself in the weight room? Well, I think, you know, obviously we want to build off the foundation that we built last year, which I think we had, you know, we made some some pretty significant jumps. I think it's just a different style of training. Uh, got a lot of respect for who was here before and, and whatnot, but I think we just trained a little bit differently. Um, and then combine that, now it's not about, like last year it was all about getting in shape to be able to handle our practices. This year, it was really about maximizing our speed and power, and and trying to take that, take make that extra inch, make that extra yard. You know, things where we were maybe out of place just a little bit by maybe a half a yard or half a step. We wanted to close the gap with our speed and power training. So, we were able because we played so late, we were able to jump right in to you know our training at at our intensity level, right. which allowed us to work on quality, strength qualities that were more specific to the game. 
in, in talking to Matteo Melli, he, he brought up a great point that, and I know Coach DeBoer talks a little bit about this too, is that when you're, only, when you're coming back to spring football only a few months after playing your last game, you still kind of have a little bit of that football muscle memory left, whereas right. if you wait the extra month, including spring break, you really, it, some, in some ways, it does feel like you're starting from scratch. Right. How, how did the fact that you guys knew that you were going to be having three practices at the beginning of March kind of Im, impact how, what you needed to get done in the offseason? Uh, it obviously creates a little bit of urgency right, in yeah. the guy's mind that they know that, they're, that they have to be football-shaped, football-ready. I don't care how many times you run around a cone or how much weight you lift in the weight room when you, when you have to go out there and, and go on a two-and-a-half-hour, you know, two-hour practice. Um, right with walkthroughs and things along those lines, um, you know, it's something that you got to get ready for mentally, right? And so I think I would challenge that statement in that, you know, the benefit of being, playing in a late bowl is that we were able to train three times a week that entire time. So, you know, we got almost essentially an extra phase of training in going into the bowl game, peaking at the bowl game, and then just a little bit of time off there to kind of re- to recharge mentally and go right back into training and, and knowing that football was that close made it so that you didn't have to dangle the the, the football carrot over them the whole time. Right. In, in, in terms of just the idea of them coming back out, but then also understanding that they're going to have to keep doing all that stuff on top of it, what are the challenges now that you've kind of dangled that carrot? You've given them the three practices. Now they're kind of on their own. What what kind of message do you send to them as they go off into spring break? Yeah, these two weeks are critical. I mean, if they sit on their hands the two, these two weeks, then um, it's it's hard to, to practice at our intensity level the way that Coach DeBoer wants to wants to practice. Yeah. Um, if you just roll off the couch and try to go do that, you're going to break. You're going to get hurt. And you know, ultimately. We send our guys home with the program. Um, it's obviously discretionary and it's optional, those types of things. But we got the kind of culture and the kind of guys that we're usually pushing them out of the weight room instead of you know trying to encourage them to come in. And um, I know our guys are going to train hard during that time. I know that they're going to they understand that that they have a, 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 the bulk of our spring ball still to go. Um, and we got guys that are competing their tail off for jobs right now. And so if they if they drop off in any way training wise. Um, that's going to show up in, in those practices. So excited about what, what's to come. I think these guys will continue to train throughout. They need to get a little bit, you know, they're college students too, so they need to get a little bit of a, a mental recharge, you know, and, uh, and get away a little bit. But, um, but I bet you we got guys that are coming in during optional, you know, optional times um, that understand that this is an important uh, time period. That uh, that they they want to make sure that they put their best foot forward going into the spring. So there will be chances for guys that maybe are yeah, either can, local. We have open, yeah, we have open hours during that time, and and uh, you know with the NCAA rules, it's got to be discretionary, and we can't conduct workouts. They have we, to do it the player run. But we can be there to you know support them in, in terms of making sure it's safe and yeah. and all those things. But I think you know, like I said, if, since I walked in the door, um, it was very quick that our guys understood that. Training is important. That it directly correlates to the field, and the way that we train directly correlates to you know success on and off the field. And um, you know, we're not we're not hurting for getting guys in the weight room. <laughs> you talked about the idea of, of having to pull them back instead of pushing them, which is a huge concept. I know Coach DeBoer's also talked about the the starving board or start. What I, can you talk a little bit about some of the things that you guys can use without giving away maybe some trade secrets? Are there some yeah. things that that you think have been really really good motivational tools over the years that have worked well here? Yeah, you know our winner is based around our Husky Strong competition, and and so that's 
like as I mentioned earlier, every single workout is graded by uh, the strength staff, you know, and so it's plus zero or minus zero is, uh, is what you did exactly what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to come in and work hard. You're supposed to have a great attitude. You're supposed to be compliant, all those types of things. A plus means that you're working consistently above the standard, that you are motivating other people other than just yourself. A minus was obviously the, the, the opposite of that, where yeah. you're a distraction. You're working consistently below the standard. Right. So they're getting that daily feedback on their training. Um, because of the way that we train, they, they get that every single day, and they get coach accountability and player accountability because they're on a team. Uh, so our plus 4,000 team, led by Jack Westover, won the Husky Strong competition. And, and those guys, you know, nine times out of ten, before I even get to them about something that they might have done the day before, their teammates are getting to them, and ultimately, what we tell our players is that we don't we don't cross the sideline. Not a single coach crosses that sideline, so they they have to go out there and they have to lead each other when the whistle's blown. Right. And and so we try to foster that as much as we can through competition because these guys didn't come here to lift weights or run around cones. They right. came here to compete. Right. And uh, and so you know, with the season eight months away, when we start in January. You know, we have to find ways to tap into that competitive spirit. And so the Husky Strong competition leads into the Starving Board. Uh, the Starving Board is a, is a competition that we go from the very beginning of January all the way through the end of uh, summer training. Yep. Um, they're graded by myself, our nutritionist, um, our the position coach, the uh, coordinator. And, you know, it's a, it's a grade of one to three. It's a grade of one to three every week um, based off that, you know, and, um, you know, there's criteria to meet those standards each week. Yeah. And it's just a running total. But I think in this world of, you know, one-time transfer and, um, you know, all the things that are going on, that you can either placate to guys and, and tell them only what they want to hear, yeah. um, which that, that those guys will see through that pretty quick, or you're completely transparent with them. And so in our room, we have a starving board where we rank the guys 1 to 120, yeah. and the guys know exactly where they stand in terms of how, how much they're investing in the, into the program. And so um, obviously satisfied is, you know, they're, they're doing the bare minimum and expecting those results, and that doesn't always add up. Right. Hungry is that they're starting to kind of take some initiative and, and go a step ahead, and, and starving means I can't think of anything else other than to get better. And what can you throw at me to help me do that? Right. You know, Coach, you mentioned the portal. How has the portal impacted your conditioning? Because tons of these guys make decisions in the offseason, and then within a week or two, you could have a ton of new faces. Yeah, we, you know, obviously we were very fortunate with, um, you, you see that in our, in our team, we only had one player in the entire two deep that, that transferred. Um, we retained a lot of the players that, that potentially could have gone to the NFL, and so... Um, a bulk of our team understood the culture, understood the work ethic, understood the pace. Um, but those those new guys coming in, you know, we spend some time with them on the front end to keep them away, to teach them our system. Yeah. That's usually an eye opener for them, <laughs> okay. you know. And uh, you know, we kind of call it University of McKeefe, right? So they're they're coming through and they're they're going through that newcomer program. And then as soon as we feel comfortable and confident that they can they can jump in, we put them in with the older guys. Um, but again, it's you know it, it, it shows up pretty quick, you know that that our guys train at a really high level, even guys that are coming from other notable programs, um, coming in. It's it's a, it's still a little bit of a sticker shock, you know, coming in. Yeah. Um, but I, I think our guys do a great job of bringing those guys along and kind of showing them the way. And and again, because of the way we train, you know, we train four guys at a rack. Um, 
you know, it's it's uh, first strings, second strings to the left, third strings to the right. So it's it's competitive. So we'll move guys up and down based off their you know their production in the weight room. So mm-hmm. they want to work hard. Within the four guys, there's a lifting partner. Their lifting partner is a guy that I expect I expect to be the best man on their wedding. Not, okay. not the guy that's going to tell them what they want to hear, right? But the guy that's going to tell them what they need to hear. Okay. You know, and so if they're not getting it done, usually I'm not blowing them up. I'm usually blowing their teammate up. Sure. You know, for allowing that to happen. And so you got multiple levels of accountability with a position strength coach, the uh, the rack, you know, your your lifting partner, um, that those new guys are able to integrate pretty quick. Lastly. People may not understand this, but you spend a ton of time out on the field as well with the player. I mean, every spring practice, you're out there, you're in the backfield with a lot of these guys. Obviously, you're leading them when they're stretching and things like that. Who are maybe a few of the guys that you've really noticed you kind of thought, well, this guy's done a lot of good things. He's high up the starving board. He's high up the Husky strong board. He's done what he needs to do. Now let's see if it shows up on the field. These first three practices I know are in a lot of ways, just trying to get acclimatized again and sure. getting ready, and you can't have full pads. And but that understanding, who are a few guys that you feel you saw the gains made, and now it's paying off? Yeah, there's so many to mention, and I'd be remiss if I yeah. tried to go through, you know, yeah. uh, without mentioning all the guys that had great results. But I think um, guys that come to mind initially, I mean, Roma Dunes is a guy that, that's put on, put on. <laughs> Put on 12 uh, pounds of muscle in, in one year from January to January and, uh, and dropped 3.3% body fat. So it's a guy just walked by, Edifon Ulufascio, uh, coming off the injury yep. and uh, going and hitting all-time PRs coming off of, off the injury and moving the way that he's moving and looking the way that he's looking. Uh, it's fantastic. I think Zoe also took a big stride in changing his body and and really looks like a linebacker now and... and um, did a bunch of great things, and then I think all those those linemen that needed to step up um, really did. Agree. I mean, Julius Bulo lost a, a, a ton of weight mm-hmm. and really is moving well and doing some great things. Saw Miles Morrow dropped about twenty pounds. Morrow is, is a great example of a guy that knew that he needed to change his body to, to, to be competitive and get in there. And and uh, I think you know you could go across the board almost every position. You, you right. know, Cam Davis at running back and. Rich Newton also did a great job, and receivers, you know, those guys train their tail off all the time, but, you know, Jeremy Bernard came in and did a really good job of integrating and, and trying and catching up to the pace pretty sure. quick. Uh, defensive backs, you know, Mish and, um, you know, Dom leaned out quite a bit. He's moving great, and he's obviously playing a little bit different position. Uh, Mish has leaned out. I mean, when we put up his his body profile in the winter in the winter banquet, the guys all oohed and odd, you know, and <laughs> nice. so... Um, I think, you know, D-line as well as another position that, that you know, uh, Braylon and Zion um, has done a phenomenal job of flipping the way that he approaches his training yeah. um, in the last year. And MJ, how, how difficult is it to move an offensive to defensive line and, and what kind of changes yeah. did he have to make? That doesn't usually happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't usually happen that way. But uh, MJ went from, I believe, 362 to down to about 335. Yeah in the year um, and is moving uh, great. And, um, you know, we see him on stunts and, and you know, he's, he's doing a really good job of being able to be light on his feet now um, and come around the edge and be able to, to run on rails. So, um, you know, MJ's a, a guy that does everything right, but completely into the, 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 the switch and, and uh, he's gonna help us outside for sure.
Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.